This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Welcome to the Dr. Perfect Medicine Hour on the Awesome Talk Radio Network at awesometalk.com. I'm your host, Dr. Perfect. Remember, I'm perfect and you're not. Uh, wait a minute. Can that be right? That can't be right. Oh, sorry, wrong copy. Welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio na- Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And let's see, I'm going to start off right away by uh, saying that um, uh, when I talked last week about The Wolfman, the 1941 horror classic starring Lon Chaney Jr., great thespian that he was, he, he wasn't the greatest actor in the world. He played uh, uh, desperate pretty well. <laughs> uh, he 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 played that, and he, like he's just so. Oh, I, I, can't you cure me? You know, he was always like that. I'm so you know. He, he was he played that okay, I guess. But uh, um, he was um, he still is uh, Gilbert Gottfried's favorite actor, uh, which seems odd uh, since he wasn't. You know, he's not. Yeah, he wasn't the greatest actor in the world, but hey, he, uh, he, he did a good character, and that was the uh, Wolfman character, and Larry Talbot, and he did Talbot's type character pretty well, actually, just, he did, he always playing this fellow that's, oh, I'm just so put on, and I, I just want to desperately get rid of this disease of being a werewolf or die or something, you know, he's like that, but um, I had used a term uh, during that that uh, 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 talk that I had, I used a uh, uh, a slang term for a certain uh, white sleeveless tank top uh, or undershirt that uh, m- men will wear. Although women do wear a similar thing as well, uh, but if for some reason the men's that that wearing that type of a t-shirt or that that undergarment got the uh, name of a wife beater and it's it just came out you know I just I wasn't it's not a term that I use all the time I don't talk about undershirts very frequently I mean you know by that I mean I talk about them a little bit uh, you know but but not all the time I mean you know I just I, like I don't know for what 20 or 30 minutes a day I have a discussion with somebody usually a stranger on the street about uh, undergarments and they well they usually are run away after the first few seconds and I just keep talking because that's just what I do but uh, okay no all right so I don't I never really talk about wife beaters about the about the garment but it, the, the phrase came out and um, my uh, uh, friend and friend of the show, Craig, sent me a message after he uh, caught the show uh, during the week. He said you might want to re- you might want to consider retiring that term. And uh, I thought, you know, he's right. <laughs> it's not a pleasant one, and it's not fair to men it, because you know there are guys out there that wear that kind of an undershirt, and they shouldn't be just lumped in with you know with with spousal abuse. They shouldn't just be lumped in with that. And there, and like I said, there are women that wear the same kind of style. I think in the 90s, they came up with this, uh, they tried to counter it by calling it a boyfriend beater, I think. I think. Does that sound familiar to you guys? Well, anyway, uh, I, I'm not going to use it anymore, okay? Consider it retired. How's that? Is that good? That's fine. I want to tell you this little tale about the Fitzsimmons family, uh household 
that's 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 the one I live in with <laughs> here in my in our palatial estate uh, with uh, I live with my my wife Amy and my son Hayden uh, uh, my my son is 15 years old. My wife is none of your business. <laughs> That's to how old she is. Uh, anyway, so we've um, over the last several weeks, uh, if not months, we have uh, been holding to a traditional Sunday night movie night. Uh, it's a new tradition for us. I mean, we've watched movies together before, but uh, I think Amy. It was Amy. It was Amy that said. We should do that. We should just every week on Sunday at 8 o'clock, we should all gather, turn off our devices, and just watch a movie. And I said, that's a great idea. And Hayden says, that's a okay idea. I'm down with that. Uh, you know, or however the kids talk today. And uh, he, so, so and, it, and it works for the most part, but get a little worried. I get a little worried that it might turn into, you know, dad's movie choices, movie night. And I don't want it to be that. I don't want to be the one choosing every time. But this last Sunday, and I haven't had a chance to sit them down and talk about what we should do, but this last Sunday, uh, we the movie night's coming. Actually, the earlier in the week prior to that, it hit me. You know what? Hayden's 15. He's about ready. He can handle it. He's ready for his first Monty Python movie, which of course would be Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And I mentioned it to him early in the week. I said, hey, uh, what do you think? Would you want to watch that sometime? And he said, yeah, I think I'd like to watch that. So, okay, good. So I put that in the file. All right, that's in the file. And then oh, Sunday rolls around. And I think, uh, yeah, early in the day, I talked to both Amy and Hayden separately. And I said, uh, it's movie night, so you know, think of a movie that you guys might want to watch. Just come, you know, think of a movie. And Hayden says, okay. And Amy said, okay. Not exactly the same way, but she, she did. And Sunday evening rolls around. It gets to be about 8 o'clock, and Hayden comes downstairs. And, you know, we're getting ready. And I said, okay. And I look at Hayden. Did you think of a movie? Uh, no. Okay. Honey Bunny? Did you think of a movie? Uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, remember Hayden, I talked to you about Monty Python the Holy Grail? Do you think we should watch that tonight? He says, well, I do want to watch it, but I'm not feeling it tonight. Now, I understand not feeling a movie, not feeling in the mood for a particular movie. I understand that. I have that myself. It happens, you know. So I said, okay, no matter. Um, and I start thinking, well, let's see. Uh, the, the weekend before, during the day, uh, Hayden was over at a friend's, and they watched the movie Alien, which is really good. Really Scott, uh, Sigourney Weaver in there. It's a really good movie. And... Since he had watched the, the that one, I figured I would suggest the next one along in the series, which is Aliens, which is directed by James Cameron, and Sigourney Weaver's in there again. Uh, and I, I said, well, how about, how about Aliens? Uh, nah, I said, nah, I'm not feeling it. Okay, okay, all right, all right, fine, fine, that's fine. And I, I, so I started uh, thinking, well, let's see, what else could it be? How about a Western? You want to watch a Western? And he's no. And I said, well, okay, then that's Tombstone's out of the picture. I've been kind of pushing Tombstone for a while. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so that's out of the picture. Okay, so I'm still thinking. And, uh, and I said, so now I'm starting to joke at this point. Joking. And I, start, I, said, I see that see, I just picked up the entire... Uh, 70s output of the Columbo shows, you know, the seven seasons of Columbo from the 1970s, and be, and as far as I'm concerned, there's no other Columbo. I think I've seen at least one of the late 80s into the 90s Columbo versions, and it's just, it wasn't terrible, but it's just not the same. There's just something different. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me not wanting to pick up on something quote-unquote new, 
maybe. I don't know. But I got those, and I said, well, we could watch a Columbo, knowing that they would not want to watch a Columbo, which I don't know why anybody would refuse to watch a Columbo. Well, of course, I refuse to watch the, the newer Columbos, so I guess maybe I do know uh, some reason why. But, uh, but Columbo's awesome. It's just a, it's the, the 70s series. Every episode, except for a couple, are pretty darn good. So, well, that that goes by the wayside. Then I see I've got Band of Brothers, which isn't exactly a movie, but they're movie-like. It's an HBO series, and I thought I want to try to watch the Band of Brothers series. We could start watching that over the next few weeks. And he said, No. And I said, Yeah, it's pretty violent and it's pretty graphic. And okay, all right, fine. So, Amy then chimes in and says, Well, we could look and see what's streaming on Netflix. And I said, No. Not now. If we do that now, we'll be looking through what's streaming on Netflix for longer than we'll be actually watching a movie. Have you ever had that happen to you? Where you, you just start going through, okay, what's on Netflix? What's available? Or whatever streaming service you have. Amazon Prime or, or Hulu or whatever you got. And you go through and you look and you look and you look and you say, oh, that looks interesting. I should watch that sometime. But nah, what else is on there? And you look and you look. And, oh, that looks interesting, but uh, I should watch that sometime. But no, I don't know. Nah, what else is on? And then you just keep going. What else is on? What else they got? What else they got? And before you know it, it's two, three hours and you haven't watched anything. It can be, it doesn't happen every time, but uh, that can happen. And I didn't want that happening. So, and I was, now down inside of my recesses, uh, I was thinking, you know, I told you guys to think of a movie. Why didn't you think of a movie? So, what I'm thinking I'm going to do, and I haven't had this talk with them, but I'm thinking we should do a, a rotation. So, one week I pick the movie. The next week, Amy. The next week, Hayden. And round and round we go. Uh, and I will advise that you should have at least two movies in mind. Your first choice, your second choice, maybe a third choice. But you should have a couple in mind just in case the quorum decides against it. But uh, otherwise, uh, you know, you should have a couple. You should have a movie in mind. So let's do that. I'll have to talk to them about it and see how that works out. Well, well. So then what happens this past Sunday night. Well, now, now Hayden and Amy start looking through the DVDs we've got. And yes, yes, we have DVDs. And, and yes, we still get DVDs. Now, we do have a Blu-ray player. We just got it. So we do get a couple Blu-rays here and there, but they're a little more spendy. So we, you know, we, we, we're not going crazy about getting stuff. But, uh, you know, it's usually the rule is if you get something on DVD uh, or Blu-ray, it's something that you'll watch more than once that you'll watch again and again. It's, it's got to be something like that. And and I know there are people who say, why would you get that? You know, I mean, just, you know, I got rid of all my DVDs. I don't have any. Well, not everybody has a subscription to every streaming service out there. All right? We don't. We have Netflix. That's what we have. On occasion, I will pony up a, like the three bucks or whatever it is and uh, rent something through iTunes. But it's very occasionally. It does, I've done it maybe three or four times in the last, I don't know, two three years. And, it, you know, because, so we don't have lots of stuff to choose from. And we, so we will buy some DVDs once in a while. And just, we just bought a couple few and uh, for cheap. We get them in you know, the thrift store or half-price books or something. So Amy and Hayden are looking through some of the DVDs we've got. And they, you know, they're they're saying to each other, well, what about this one? I don't know. What about that? I don't know. What about that? You know, it's, it's a lot of that. And then finally, they settle upon the movie Superbad, uh, which came out in 2007, I think, something like that. And let's see. It stars uh, Michael Cera. Uh, he plays a, uh, a character named Evan. And Jonah Hill, who plays a character named Seth. It's also got uh, Emma Stone in there. She plays Jules. And they are all high school seniors. And uh, the uh, the main story is uh, the these two fellows, uh, Evan and Seth, have been friends since they were little kids. 
and they are in their last year of high school and they're in the latter part of that year if I'm not mistaken and there's you know they're going on to college the next year the only thing is they're going to different colleges so there's gonna be the rest of that school year and a summer and then you know then uh, uh, drifting apart because well that stuff kinda happens you just can't help it there, there's a separation that's gonna happen the movie is uh, it, it's sweet uh, it has a heart, uh, and it's it's funny, and it's well acted, well written, and it is raunchy, very, very raunchy. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, now Amy and I had seen it. I don't know, a couple years ago or so, maybe longer. And we just watched it together. We didn't watch it with Hayden because, of course, at that point he'd be way too young. And uh, and we enjoyed it. We liked it. We laughed. We thought it was funny. We enjoyed it. Uh, but we'd forgotten just how raunchy it was. We we remembered it was raunchy, but just not that raunchy, right? Well, I don't want to seem like a prude or a square or uptight or anything. So I thought, well, okay, yeah, he's 15. Okay. So we start to watch the movie. And we're all gathered on the couch. We've turned off all our devices. The movie's on, and it starts out. Uh, it, and of course, since it is about high school senior seniors, these are teenage boys who are completely hormonal, <laughs> and some of the girls in there are are hormonal as well. Uh, you know, I mean, they're all teenagers; they're all going through the hormone, the onset of the hormones. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thinking and talking about sex. And again, like I said, I'm not trying to be a prude, but okay. So, you know, I, I, we're watching it. And I believe the first conversation that takes place in the movie is between uh, Evan and Seth. Uh, they're on their cell phones talking to each other. And uh, Seth is um, trying to decide, with the help of his friend, which porn site he should subscribe to. Now, he says the name of one porn site. I won't repeat it here. He says the name of it, it and starts to talk about what is offered. When you, be, when you become a subscriber, you get all kinds of different categories of porn. And he starts to list off the stuff they have on there. Uh, I won't discuss that here uh, just just know that that's what he's doing and they have a discussion about porn and about production values and about you know Evan asks him really you're into that and he says no I'm not into it I'm just saying that this is what these site off this is some of the stuff that the site will offer I'm not I'm not into it but and they're you know back and forth that way well the conversation is taking place on their cell phones uh, Seth is driving his car. He's actually driving to Evan's house, and he gets there and he honks the horn or whatever. And 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 Evan walks out. They're still on the phones talking to each other, and he walks over to the car. And then finally they hang up and they start talking to each other right there. Evan gets in the car, and his mother comes out to have a little conversation with them before they leave. And the way this is depicted is the uh, you know Evan's mom has got it going on. Uh, and uh, she she comes out and she's got somewhat of a loose top on with a low cut neckline, uh, and she bends down to look through and talk through the car to Seth who's driving, and Seth is obviously uh, ogling her because we're seeing a little cleavage there, and I'm watching this and just okay all right, and I think Amy's patting my knee like it's okay. And I'm, I'm just, okay, just watching it. And then um, uh, then the mom goes away. They start to drive away, and they start talking about certain things about the mom, <clears throat> which I won't go into here. So far I'm going through it. There's some other stuff that takes place, and then they get in a classroom. It's home ec. 
Seth is talking to the teacher. He says, it's unfair. It's an, un, it's, a, it's an odd number of students in this class, and I'm always working alone. I'm not partnered with anybody. i got to do so much more work. And then he's peppering it with some foul language. But he keeps apologizing. And he, and he says, you know, obviously, this class is an easy grade, which is no offense to you. And, he's, and it's funny. All this stuff has been funny so far, but I'm just kind of getting a little uh, uh, uncomfortable here. Now, the talk with the teacher didn't wasn't bothering me. But she says, she gives in and says, well, all right, Jules's partner didn't show up today, so why don't you work with her today? Jules? Oh, so he goes over and says, I'm going to be working with you today. You know, she, you know, the teacher said, and she says, oh, great. So she, so what is Jules, played by Emma Stone, she says some uh, sexual double entendre joke that has to do with uh, <clears throat> ejaculation. And, um, Seth is a little slow, but then he gets it. He gets that she just told a sex joke, and he says, oh, you mean, and he starts going through all the slang terms, and he starts making hand gestures that are suggestive of something, and I said, okay, that's it. <laughs> I pick up the remote, and I stop it. I said, I cannot watch this with my 15-year-old son. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, Hayden. I don't mean to seem uptight. This is a movie. I, I'm not forbidding, forbidding him to watch it. I said, you can watch it on your own. You can watch it with your friends. This is a movie to watch with your friends. I was I thought about this later. I thought, this was like when I was in, uh, about Hayden's age. I might have been a little bit older. Uh, there was this movie that came out that was all the rage among younger people. Uh, the critics hated it, but the audiences loved it, and it was Porky's. Remember Porky's? That's a teenage sex romp comedy thing. And I went and saw it, I don't know, two, three times, maybe more, with my high school buddies. And I thought back to that, and I thought, what if I'd gone with my parents? Like, there's, there's just no way. And I hope, on some level, <laughs> Hayden was relieved. <laughs> because if he was like me back then, seeing Porky's, I wouldn't have wanted to see that with my parents. He wouldn't want to be sitting there watching this movie, which is today's uh, or more recent times equivalent to Porky's, except it's a much better film. Uh, you know, I, I would think that, I, I hope he felt like, you know, and he said, it's okay, Dad. He said, it's okay. And so we turned it off, and then we watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which has one scene that gets a little, you know, sexual. And, and Amy made some mark, and I said, it's one scene. One, and it's not nearly <laughs> the suggestions in that one scene were far out, were blown out of the water by the almost the first thing said by Seth in the movie. <laughs> it's super bad. Uh, uh, anyway, um, so uh, Amy and I hadn't seen Holy Grail for a while, and we were laughing right along. Uh, Hayden enjoyed it, but he you know, he wasn't feeling it, but he was polite and said, "Okay, now we have a movie picked." For this Sunday, we're going to be watching Beetlejuice, which uh, I've never seen. Never seen that movie. Um, I think I, the only thing I've seen of it, I think, is the very end of it. And there's a little something that one owner writer does at the very end of it. And I think that's the only thing I've seen. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, so that'll be next time. And I think uh, Hayden says it's his favorite movie. So, hey, there we go. So at least we have it picked. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to head to my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network, not the Doctor Perfect Medicine Hour. I'm not sure what happened there. Just a mix-up in the paperwork. Uh, and I'll be back after this break. So just sit on tight. Or sit on tight. How do you sit on tight? Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. 
He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas that can be fatal. Don't use anything indoors that burns fuel, such as gasoline-powered generators, camp stoves and lanterns, or charcoal grills. Opening doors and windows or using fans isn't enough. Have your vents and chimneys checked to make sure water heater and gas furnace exhausts aren't blocked. If you feel sick, dizzy, or weak while using a generator, get to fresh air right away. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. Sex, sex, sex. Jeez, everything's about sex. <sighs> You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm doing a show right now. <laughs> I was almost going to go through the opening. I don't know why. It just happens. You get on a roll, you can't stop yourself. Well, I did stop myself just then. Uh, I have a friend, uh, a friend who used to be a fellow Z-talker. He is a bit of a conspiracy guy. Uh, conspiracy theorist guy. He believes in UFOs as far as them being, uh, well, I'm not sure if he thinks they're extraterrestrial spacecraft or interdimensional craft or uh, uh, you know ghost orbs or if he thinks they're some kind of secret military aircraft. I, I I'm not sure what, what he believes they are, but he certainly doesn't think that they're anything prosaic and mundane. You know, like flares, or airplane lights, or uh, the planet Venus, or something like that. Just a mistake. Okay, he doesn't he doesn't think it's anything like that. Uh, he, he's I mean, he, well, he might think that of some. He, he might think of some examples to say, well, I do believe that that's, yeah, that's probably what that is, but this other thing over here, and he's uh, he's going to be talking at some paranormal event conference somewhere in Wisconsin, and he's going to be talking about UFOs, which is his favorite thing, and I, I, he, he, I don't know, I shouldn't speak too much for him, but I think he forgets that the U in UFO means unidentified. But maybe he remembers, because he doesn't know exactly what it is, but except it's not, he knows what it's not. I know what I saw. Well, he shared some video. Now, this is going to be, it might be tricky to be able to show you the video. I'll link to it, but you have to have a Facebook account. You'd have to sign into Facebook to be able to watch it. And I don't know if you need to be uh, a friend of his on Facebook, if he has it set for public or what. But you can watch the video. And it's... I will put... I did uh, some screen captures of, of this video. It's uh, It starts out... Well, it's in. It's <laughs> he took it on his cell. He took it on his cell phone, smartphone, whatever. You know that because it's in portrait. And don't get me started. It's at night, so it's dark. Okay, it's dark. It's a black screen except for there's these. When it starts, and you'll see this in the first of the screen captures that I I'll post on the show notes, which you can get to by going to dimland.com. Click on the blog option. You will get to the show notes. So you can check it out there. The first picture you'll see, it's a little blurry, but the lights are teeny tiny dots on a black screen. It's just a a field of black with, with, with a couple teeny tiny 
white dots. That's what they are. That's what you see. And then what he does in the video is he zooms in on them. Oh, so that they become bigger blurs. <laughs> they become blobs. It be they become three blobs of uh, matching sizes and one little dot that's, that's higher above and I get the impression that it's farther away. Now here's... <laughs> then as the video continues, these images, they're not all quite the same color. Uh, but there, the two of them are orangish. Uh, one of them is a little bluish, and the little dot seems to be orangish too. But the the blurbs, the three blurbs, blobs, I should call them. The three blobs are just shimmering blobs of light. That's what they are, and they just seem to be floating in the sky. That's all. They, but you know, so the and they're 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 aligned like Orion's belt, like the three stars or the three lights, the three dots of Orion, Orion's belt, except the Orion's belt goes uh, up from the left. This, these go down from the left, okay? They angle down from the left. So the, the left blob uh, and the middle blobs seem to be moving toward each other and they merge. So you'll see that in a couple of pictures. I'll have four pictures that I'll four screen captures that I'll put up that you can see this stuff happening. And hopefully you'll be able to look at the video. And I just, I looked at that and I don't know what it was. I mean, it's dark. These are objects in the sky. It's crap ass video. I mean, thanks. More blurry lights in the sky. That's really helpful. You know, that's, wow. That's just, you know, that's a big, Huh, huh, really? Hmm, ho-hum. Really? There's these lights in the sky. Okay. Now, because it's dark, they're up in the sky, you can't tell how far away they are from, from him. have no idea. You can't tell how close they are to each other, in relation to each other. You can't tell. They might be pretty close to each other. They may be far apart. We don't know. The tiny fourth light may be way far away, or it's just smaller. Or I don't know. You can't. It's, it's hard to say, right? Just by looking at it. But not knowing what they are, but having a sneaking suspicion as to what they would be, uh, I I went and I found an image on the internet, and I popped it in there, and I said well, how about this, or something like that. And I put the picture in. The picture is of a bunch of sky lanterns. You know what the sky lanterns are? I've heard them called Chinese lanterns, uh, paper lanterns. Um, what they are, is they're just mini hot air balloons. There's some little tray, little cup, that's filled with a fuel that you ignite, and it burns hot, and the... The balloon part is some, it's made of plastic or might be made of paper, and it just fills up with the hot air, and the, and the hot air inside the, the balloon is lighter than the air outside the balloon, and so it begins to lift, and it floats away. And if you watch the video, you'll see these things appear to be just kind of floating. There's no quick movement to it. There's no you know hovering and then zipping along one way and zipping the other. There's none of that. That's what you get when you have vi videos uh, where... Uh, it, it usually during the day, and the video is focused on something in the far distance, but there's there's birds and bugs closer to the camera, getting within the camera range, and they just they look like they're moving non-ballistically and quickly, and then sitting there for a little bit, and then moving some more. So, but you can't tell what they are because they're just they're just blobs, except they're dark blobs in this case. Well, it's not bugs this time. This time it's I think. Sky lanterns. They seem to be floating. They're not moving very quickly or anything. They're not making any weird movements. They're pulsating. And that pulsating would line up pretty nicely with a flickering flame. They're not exactly the same color. Well, the plastic or the paper could be different colors. I've seen them as different colors. And why not that? Why not sky lanterns? Why not them? Now, uh, my friend did not, you know, did not respond, but somebody else did say, I've seen 
I've seen paper lanterns, and they don't they don't go like that. And they, there's usually a trail coming down behind them, and blah blah blah. Really? <laughs> okay, maybe. But so so, what do you think it is then? Spaceships, interdimensional ships, secret military aircraft, or ghost orbs? What do you think they are? Are they demons? Are they little portholes? little wormholes opening up in the sky? What do you think they are? Because I think I pretty much described what they are. I, I, I don't know if that I'm right, but I think, you know, if you have to choose between explanations, mine seems to fit better. Uh, and there's a thing about these sky lanterns. Uh, they're just really pretty, really fancy, pollution <laughs> because they have to come down somewhere and so you're just sending up trash you're just littering i mean when you release a bunch of helium balloons uh, either they might be what latex balloons or those mylar balloons you release those eventually they come down and they become trash and they end up in the oceans and uh and they kill all the fishies uh, you know, they end up in in turtles' noses or something. It's you know, so that's they're trash. But here's another thing about sky lanterns, and I was I was thinking, it's a flame. You're 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 floating a flame, unsupervised, uncontrolled, by you. I mean, a hot air balloon that people will go up in. There's some. There's a pilot. There's somebody controlling it, right? But here, you're just letting this thing go. Oh, somebody did suggest it could be drones. That's a possibility. But I, you know, I don't know. That's a possibility. And the merging, if they are lanterns, if the merging is just one moved in front of the other. I mean, how, how difficult is that to figure out? So you're sending up flames into the night sky. I'm sure most of them burn out by the time they come down to the ground, but there's got to be some that are still burning just smoldering a little bit and wouldn't that be a fire hazard aren't you aren't you risking starting wildfires or somebody setting somebody's house on fire or something aren't you risking that so i looked into it and yes you are if you're using sky lanterns the people are causing oops sorry sorry about the paper rattle they are causing a problem. I found this website called wildfiretoday.com. I don't know if it's an official type site or all, but it links to some other stuff in there. And it, it says it says that, uh, well, it's litter. I, it doesn't say that, but I, that's my thing. It's litter. Uh, but it does say that it can start fires. Um, it has, uh, it's, it, they, it was determined that uh, 800 acres of, uh, of grassland or something in, in, in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina was started by one of these sky lanterns. And uh, there's the, the the person that was putting it together said you know some houses got caught, caught on fire because one of these things landed on the roof, and he also said and this is as of uh, 2015 January 31st 2015 the, the whoever put this site together they said that the uh, uh, the sky lanterns are banned in 29 states, one of which is Minnesota. Woohoo! Do you know? Which state, that, you know, one of the states that doesn't have a ban on sky lanterns, at least not at the end of 2015, Arizona. Can you guess where my friend lives? What time have we got here? Where am I at? I am at my next break. Yes, I am. I'm going to get that set up right now while you just kind of sit tight on it. What? Sit tight on? I don't know what I was trying to say back there. Sometimes, you know, I should stop saying sit tight anyway. I should retire that phrase. Uh, that's going to be a little difficult. Anyway, I've uh, come to my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at Z uh, ztalkradio.com. I shall return. Hang on. Hey, I said hang on, didn't I? Listen to these wonderful little break things.
those other guys. The Finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the Happy Birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. Oh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. I am living on Channel Z! You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. What's not true this time has to do with something I talked about in the three cool things from last week's show. It was one of the things about our <clears throat> fifth grader in chief and a photograph of him uh, uh, heading into a 9-11 memorial service in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was, it did, it's true that the photograph was taken on September 11th, this 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 year, that is true. Uh, it is true that he did the the double fist pump thing, holding his fists up alongside inside his face, and and uh, and did the rock star overbite, whatever they call that, you know, the biting the top lip. Mm, yeah, you know, he it's it that is true. He was making that expression. What's not true is he was heading into a memorial service for the for 9/11 in Pennsylvania. He was in Pennsylvania. He was in an airport. He was on the tarmac of an airport, and the picture we see is a an isolated bit uh, from when he you know he comes he, he's he's got off the plane and he's he's walking through and he's said hello to a few people and talked and stuff you know there's people to greet him and then he heads on starts walking off with uh, Melania behind him and some secret service guys or whatever catching up and walking behind him and he walks up and he does the gesture you gotta watch the video he does the gesture and then you see why he's doing the gesture there's a group of Trump supporters cheering him as he's approaching and he's, just, he's he's walking up to his supporters, and he goes up and he starts shaking hands and talking to them, and 
you know, saying how terrible the fake news is and all that stuff, and, and they're all lying about him. No collusion, no puppet, and that kind of crap. But you know, so that's what's going on. He's not walking into the service. To the he's not doing that. To the he's not walking into the event. He's on the tarmac at the airport, walking up to a group of his supporters. And that's when he does the gesture. Like, he has, you know, it's just like they're cheering him on and he's cheering him back. That's what he's doing. And also, so the picture being sent around, that is being sent around by the people who don't like Trump. And, and they took this out of context. Context is, it means a lot. Context means a lot. He, it's sent out of context. All the people who are already predisposed to not like Trump are predisposed to believe that it's true. Oh, phew, he was doing that? What kind of a jerk? I was caught. I believed it. I didn't look into it. But somebody else did. And I saw a post and I said, well, hang on, what's this? And I went and looked it up. And it's a link to Snopes, Snopes.com. Yes, you know, the, the far left site that, that does everything it can to make Republicans look bad. And conservatives look bad. You know that 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 site. Remember? <laughs> well, no. Snopes is, you know, the the people who run Snopes might be liberal. They might be left. They might be Democrats. Well, in Canada, they're Canadians. Well, you know, Canadians. No, Canadians are wonderful. I love Canadians. Um, they they might have that kind of politics, but there's this. This isn't true. They they're they're putting out what's true. And as I say so often, when I do this kind of a talk on my show, I'm not defending the person, you know, in this case, the president. I'm not defending him. I'm defending the truth. I'm defending reality. This is what really happened. This is what was really going on. You know, this is a lie, being you know, a lie by omitting context and sending it out and, and suggesting that this was something that it wasn't. And that was the lie from the left. But there's a lie from the right on, that's centered on this same picture. And that is uh, the Trump supporters say, no, you know, he, was, he was not going into, this, into a service. What he was doing was he was walking up to somebody, some uh, person with cancer. And, and, and you can see in some other pictures where he, he's, 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 you can see him standing and coming up to this person. It's a, it's a, uh, a, it appears to be a, a, a not too young, but a you know, fairly young male that has uh, no body hair. You know, it's just like the, the head hair is all gone, completely bald, the eyebrows are gone, looks a little sickly. But, you know, it's a, but I think the person doesn't actually have cancer. They have some other some other thing. And the picture shows the president doing the, the gesture and then the next pictures uh, show him uh, walking up to this guy and then hugging him. What looks like a hug. But it actually isn't a hug. But that's what they say. And look, he's, uh, he's going up to this this poor sick kid that's got cancer and he's you know cheering on the kid. Hey, stay strong. you know, And he's giving up and he's looking at him. He's hugging him. Well, if you watch the video... This little embrace, if you will, takes place before he walks over to his supporters and does the gesture. So this is when he's coming off the plane with Melania and the others, and he's being introduced to people, and there's this one person who is that person, the sick-looking person, who's there, and um, they talk for a little bit. And at, at one moment, the person is saying something to the president, and he can't quite hear. So he leans in. He puts a hand on the guy's shoulder, and he leans in, gets his, he gets his ear right alongside the guy's uh, mouth. And you can tell that you know, the guy's talking you know, so the president can hear him. I mean, it's loud. There's a plane winding down on the tarmac, and people cheering, and, and reporters yelling questions or stuff. And, you know, so it's, that's what's going on. So, so you got... You got the the left, the people that hate Trump, uh, uh, showing this this as being uh, disrespect for a memorial service, which he wasn't going into the memorial service yet. And then you've got the the Trump supporters, not necessarily the right. Well, that's you know how can the right support him? I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's weird how they can, but they do. And and then they show that, and that they're lying there. They're trying to make it look like it was better than that. And when it simply was, he's just walking up to his supporters. So 
his making that gesture going into the the memorial service for 9/11, or his making that gesture just prior to you know as a stay strong to a sick person just prior to giving them a hug, neither of them are true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, 'cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. So there. Oh, I like that song. I do. It's the Who. I like the Who. Um, I like that song, and I like hearing it. Uh, okay, I've got. Let's see. I gotta do this right. If I don't do this right, uh, it's gonna be all messed up. And I'm, I'm, you know, I produce on the fly, so uh, just bear with me here. Let's see if I can get this to work. Uh, here we go. Come, there. Is it playing? Oh, it is. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. All right, it worked. <laughs> hey. Uh, what's my pedantic moment this time? Oh, the internet provides. The internet provides so much stuff. Information, disinformation, uh, smart people, not so smart people, uh, profundity, not so much profundity. Uh, it just it has all kinds of stuff. Uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Uh, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That, of course, is part of the serenity prayer, which is said at the uh, AA meetings uh, around the world, you know, as they try to indoctrinate people from uh, 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 into believing in God while they get them to stop drinking. And uh, they don't, they're not very successful, but I won't go too deep into that. It's just... It's just uh, it's a thing. Uh, the reason I say that is to set up <clears throat> uh, what I've spotted on the internets. It's it's another example of somebody thinking they're being very profound when they're not. And if you pause and think about it, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> and And I don't mean to... I mean, I know the person is... Like I said, they're trying to... I understand what they're trying to say. But they're just... It's not profound. A lot of people will look at it and say, Oh, wow, that's deep. It's not. But trust me, it's not. What am I talking about? Well, I'll tell you. There's a picture of a... Actually, rather attractive young woman holding up a, uh, uh, a placard, a cardboard, a uh, piece of cardboard. What? Uh, a cutout of cardboard that... Uh, she, I'm assuming she or somebody she knows had written on it, and it does appear to be written on the board. It doesn't look like it's photoshopped on. It doesn't look like this is somebody erased whatever she actually had on there and then put on some other message that you know did something like that. They do that all the time on the internets. This looks like it's actually on the piece of cardboard that she's holding. She has it in quotes, so I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if she's she's um, quoting somebody because there's no attribution, or if it's the you know when you put something in quotes means that you don't actually mean it. You know, I'm so happy to get a speeding ticket. You know, and you do the quotes, the air quotes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled. You know, you do the you know that's the sarcasm sound, and the quotes are the the when you do the scare quotes or the air quotes or whatever you want to call them when you say it, that's people supposed to understand that you're being sarcastic or you know they just if they can't hear it in your voice you know i'm thrilled that uh, they're upping my mortgage or whatever or the insurance on the house or something i'm oh i'm just thrilled i look forward to getting the assessment bill every year i got two of them this year for a couple hundred bucks total but still anyway it says uh, it reads I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change, period. I am changing the things I cannot accept. And there's another period under there, but she's got her finger over it. And it's in quotes. And I thought, I, I, I understand there's a play on words here, but it just doesn't work. It, 
I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. Oh, you're, you're not accepting the fact that people and animals and living things in general age and die. Yeah, and you're not you're not accepting that. You're not accepting that if someday you young person will be dead. You're not accepting that. I mean, because that's something you can't change. Now, maybe someday in the future, science will figure out a way. But really, do you want to live forever? <sighs> so you know, it's something you can't change. That's something you can't change. Yeah. Uh, our sun, which we orbit, which we go around. Uh, will burn out in a few billion years. It's just going to do that. It's going to run out of fuel. It'll expand. It'll burn us up. And at some point, it'll just burn out. It won't have enough fuel to keep going. And that'll take a few billion years. You can't change it, so you don't accept that. Uh, another example. The Who is the greatest band ever in the world. You can't change that. You, know, you, you tell me you don't accept that? And if you do tell me you don't accept that, well, I, I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> well, okay, that last one was, was for me. So, <laughs> you're, you went, and then you're saying, I'm changing the things I cannot accept. Well, that's having the courage to change the things you can. <laughs> and why would you want to change the things you can? Well, you don't accept them. You don't, I'm not going to accept this. And it's at some protest, and I'm assuming it's some protest against Trump. I don't know why. It just isn't everything these days. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't quite work. It just doesn't quite work. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of something that somebody thought was profound, but it's actually kind of dumb. I'm sorry. Don't mean to dismiss you. I understand your, 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 your viewpoint. I'm not dismissing you. I just think that you could have, you know, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. That's better. That's 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 a lot better. Oh, what time? Oh, geez, I don't have much time left. Let's get to it. Uh, the three cool things. Um, two of them uh, are related to something you can see on on YouTube. Uh, uh, first is uh, a blo uh, uh, the Sherlock Holmes series that were produced by Granada Television or Grenada Television, which is a British TV channel. Uh, that starred Jeremy Brett, the actor Jeremy. He plays Sherlock Holmes, and he's brilliant. And it's a it's a it's a series of series and a couple of movies. And they started out in 1984, and they hold very closely to the actual stories written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. They're really good. I blogged about it, uh, about Jeremy Brett, and uh, and 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 other things about the Sherlock Holmes. Uh, this week on the Warehouse Find, the official blog of Nostalgia Zone. I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, this, the next one, uh, I've been finding a whole slew of viewer mail segments from Late Night with David Letterman. And I've been just really enjoying it. Uh, because yeah, just I was such a Letterman fan, Late Night with David Letterman fan. I should talk about that sometime and get into it a little deeper about about how things went there. And I should probably blog about it too. Anyway, I might in the future. Anyway, but there's this other thing. The third thing, this I can't tell you what it is. I can give you a little bit of information, but I can't because I don't want to give anything away. It's cool, and it's your homework assignment. You, this I am assigning this to you. So you will go to the show notes page at dimland.com, and you will click on the link that I will put there, and you will watch. It'll take about 11 minutes of your time because it's a, it's a short film produced by Adult Swim, so it should be funny because that's Adult Swim. They're funny. And uh, I can tell you what it's called. It's called Joe Para Reads You the Church Announcements. All right? It's, I think it's really cool. It's funny. And you will understand very quickly why I think it's really cool. All right? So that's, that's three cool things I hope you've had at least three th three cool things happen for you this week. Good night, Star Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. And coming to the end of another show, I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I want you to be skeptical and uh, to know that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and also that you should sleep with the lights off. We'll see you next week. Do your homework.
can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. My life, you're clever, Dim. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. To hell.